0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll
1: look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means.
0: Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
0: Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And for the entire month of May and part of April, we are doing something to celebrate the closure of Cameron McIntosh and Hal Prince's and one other guy's Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Um, and by, we're doing so by covering other Phantom adaptations that were not on Broadway, in fact, have almost nothing to do with the Phantom of the Opera, the stage musical, except for the fact that they share a source material. And to start this off, we are talking about one of the, like, one of the few musical versions of Phantom of the Opera that actually predates the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. And that is Paul Williams' The Phantom of the Paradise with the music. I was not myself
2: last night, couldn't set things right with apologies or flowers. Out of place is a crying clown who could only frown, and the play went on for hours. And as I live my role, I swore I'd sell my soul for one love, who would stand by me, and give me back the gift of laughter, yeah, one love, who would stand by me, and after making love we dream a bit of style.
0: It is a musical with songs by Paul Williams, directed by Brian De Palma and also written by Brian De Palma, based on Gaston LaRue's Phantom of the Opera. It premiered October 31st, 1974, and it was a box office failure and received negative reviews, while earning praise from its music, receiving an Academy Award and Golden Globe nominations. However, over the years, the film has received much more positive reviews and has become a cult favorite. The plot of the Phantom of the Paradise is in this rock-opera hybrid of the Phantom of the Opera and Faust, fledgling singer-songwriter Winslow Leach finds himself double-crossed by the nefarious music producer Swan, who steals both his music and the lead girl Leach wants to sing it. Phoenix for the grand opening of his rock palace. The Paradise. After Swan sends Leech to prison for trespassing, Leech endures a freak accident, which leaves him both disfigured and plans his revenge on both Swan and the Paradise, becoming the Phantom of the Paradise. So, Andrew, I kind of threw this at you kind of raw, and what did you think? This is a fucking weird one, and
1: I don't mean that in a bad way. It's, It's weird in a good way. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. The only thing I think I knew about it was I had seen stills of his uh of the the Phantom's goofy mask where he has like a bird mask. It is a brilliant I there's a lot of bird imagery. What other bird imagery are you thinking of?
0: What's the first What is swan? Swan? Phoenix? Mm, that's that's true. We have swan,
1: phoenix. What is What is Winslow's last name? Is that Winslow a bird thing? Winslow Leech? Okay, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of bird imagery, isn't there? And it's well, like... maybe not imagery, like naming schemes
0: Well, and, and then things. the first thing we see is the dead uh, animal or the dead bird, like, image. And the dead bird is the, uh, the... The logo. The swan. It's, yeah. So there's a lot of bird stuff going on here. This is, this is a
1: movie where... And this is, like, one of the best kinds of movies. It's so campy and over-the-top, but, like, you can tell... That the people making it had something that they really wanted to like say and get out there. They had an idea, and it's a wild idea, and they just go with it. And they don't you could tell there's no self-doubt in the movie, you know? Never, never once does does anyone stop and go, This is ridiculous, this isn't good, whatever. They're just like, no, 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 just just do it. We're just gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna get his teeth taken out in prison, and he's gonna have weird metal teeth. Like that's just gonna be a thing. That's just gonna be the thing that happens.
0: <laughs> I agree. Um, what is your history with uh, Brian De Palma? Honestly, I don't know. what What else is What else has he made? Like, I know he's done the original Carrie, which you're a big fan of.
1: Yeah, I do like. I do like that. I'm not like, a big fan, but I do. I did enjoy that.
0: He did the first Mission Impossible movie. He's one of the most stylistic directors out there. I've actually never seen Mission Impossible. It's good. You should watch it. But my favorite film by him is definitely Dress to Kill. It's a little transphobic, but I think it is like one of the most beautiful, beautifully made mystery films I've ever seen.
1: Okay, so it's got a good catalog of, of stuff to hear.
0: And this is kind of his only movie like this. Like, you still see his trademarks, like he's known for his split screens and he's known for, like, weird transitions, but um, it's he doesn't really do camp like this very often. This was kind of, or musical. I wonder if this turned him off of it. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's developed a very heavy cult following in the same vein as Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's very comparable to Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: And honestly, I feel like this deserves a lot more credit than it gets. I agree. In in those communities, we you have you have Rocky and you
0: have Beef, gentlemen. I give you the future. Beef. Beef has at least a Lisa character that Rocky does not. Exactly.
1: Like Beef is more interesting. I swear the the whole like beginning of this, like probably the first half of this, everything where he's becoming like this Phantom Man. All of that is so just off the rails fucking crazy. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really like slow down after that. It's just it, it like switches gears, you know, like halfway through it switches gears into this uh, different type of movie where it's like now he's like a slasher villain going after people. He doesn't he doesn't actually kill anybody. I don't think that I remember.
0: He tries to kill Swan. Um, I guess yes. he kind of does. That's true.
1: He kills beef. Um, oh, that's right. He does kill beef. I remember the scene where he's in the shower and he doesn't kill beef in that. But, but no, he like he electrocutes later, he beef. Yeah,
0: and I feel like beef does not deserve to die. Beef tr- was just doing their best.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's a that's a Phantom of the Opera thing, isn't it? Like, is yeah. that that uh, woman always. What's the fuck is her Carlotta. name? Carlotta. Carlotta. Yeah, she she gets she usually gets it, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, but this um, this takes a lot less inspiration from the Gaston LaRue film and a lot more from the 1943 film with Claude Rains.
2: Christine, you're going to be a great and famous singer. I'll help you.
0: Specifically, like, the in the book, The Phantom is Born Disfigured. Whereas in the Claude Rains home, film, he is disfigured by acid by a rival and he's aiming to get revenge because of that and all that sorts of things. And it is much more like father, daughter, teach, I want her to sing my music, all that kind of stuff. I can see the influences. As far as comparative to family opera, I think there's a lot of things that run parallel like Beef is Carlotta we talked about. The one thing that, and Phoenix is of course Christine. Yes. The one thing we don't really have, we don't have a chandelier crash and we don't um Paul Williams' character Swan does there's not really an equivalent for him in any other version of Phantom of the Opera. That's
1: because the Swan character comes from the Faust influence I feel yes. like. The Swan is the devil sort of.
0: No, he made um, a deal with the devil kind of.
1: In in the Faust parallel he is the devil character. Yeah. Um, But he also
0: made a separate deal with the devil to not age.
1: Exactly. He's not literally the devil. It's just in what they took from the story, he's the devil. Because the Phantom, who is Winslow uh, Leech, um, makes a deal with him uh, to get more famous and get more popular. And of course, it it all backfires because it always does. Immediately. Winslow wants to just get revenge on Swan the whole time. But Swan also and this part is a little weird and just kind of almost out of nowhere, but I guess it's 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 so weird that it almost works. Swan also made a deal with the devil to like live forever as a young man or something. It's very interesting.
0: Yeah, but he can't be shown on TV or else you you will see the real side of him, which is the um Dorian Gray part of the narrative. Yes. Um just an ac- absolutely wild movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing is, we've made comparisons to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um I think this is closer to Little Shop of Horrors because unlike uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, but like Little Shop of Horrors, this has very incredible filmmaking. Like the single shot like time bomb scene is absolutely impressive. Um the filmmaking is stylistic, intentional, and very confident. And I really, I'm a big fan of work like this. It's it's
1: weird that this failed so hard, I guess, initially. But I'm I am glad that it's getting a cult resurgence, and I almost wish it had more of a cult resurgence. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I I people do talk about this in certain like communities, but I feel like it doesn't get nearly the attention that like Rocky Horror has gotten. No, where like there's there's no like. Uh, remake of this on Fox, you know, like
0: that. they that's have been trying to m- remake this for a couple years. years. Um, this has, this okay. has been something they've been trying for many years.
1: The other thing is, I don't know if you could remake it because I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the charm with this is that it, it's, it's so seventies. Well, it's so seventies and also the filmmaking is so deliberate and it, you don't see this type of filmmaking that often. Um, no. And I don't think just some remake is going to do it justice at all.
0: I think the minute you lose Paul Williams and Brian De Palma, you have nothing. And Brian De Palma is a visionary, but Paul Williams, do you, I, I know you know his work. Um, he did most of the Muppets soundtrack. Oh, the,
1: yeah, I definitely know his work. Like, he,
0: did, he did all the songs in this? Yeah, he did every song, and he plays Swan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he, and most of the time when like uh, uh, leech is singing, it is him. So he did the songs for The Muppet Christmas Carol, um the Muppet movie, Bugsy Malone, which we we should cover one these days. Um Emmett Otter's Christmas. Yeah, he he's a really he's really good at this. Emmett Otter's Christmas underrated. Actually some some
1: fun jug band stuff in that.
0: But this was like his big thing. And I know it's inspired filmmakers like Edgar Wright um so much that Uh, Paul Williams gets a cameo in Baby Driver because Edgar Wright is such a big fan of this film. I feel like we have to describe more of what actually happens. Tell us the plot Andrew. So a
1: lot of the plot is kind of fuzzy and surreal a surrealist in a way but the Paradise I think is a physical location it's a a music venue that the Swan is trying to open. We open in some other club I'm pretty sure With the Juicy Fruits With the Juicy Fruits And the Juicy Fruits is like a 50's uh, Rock band Kind of like Beach Beach Boys Boys.
2: We'll remember you Forever Eddie Through the sacrifice You made We can't believe the price you paid For (laughs) love
0: They have like different, their name changes as the movie goes on. Yeah, don't they become like the Beach Bums or some shit? Something like that. (laughs) I love
1: it. And they go on, and then uh, Winslow Leach goes on and plays like a piano ballad that's like, uh, you could tell it's supposed to be a lot more uh, like heartfelt than what the the Juicy Fruits were playing.
0: Yeah, it's Um, it's a song called Faust, and I love this song.
2: All my dreams are lost. I can't sleep And sleep alone could ease my
1: mind The swan and we don't see the swan, but the swan and this other person are, are at uh, this in club. like a
0: glass bu- like a glass of bubble above it
1: Yeah, because everything in this movie is fucking weird.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like if the apple were good. I yeah, exactly.
1: And you're taking that word from me, I think. because uh, <laughs> I, I had said that.
0: Life is nothing but your business in 1994. We hide on the spotlight. We
1: for call. We <laughs> talked about the apple, and the apple is so weird and wacky, but it's just it kind of just doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas that- This does everything that the Apple did, but, like, it works, so...
0: Well, I think the thing about this is it takes a breath and knows when to just be a moment and when to be wild and erratic.
1: So Winslow meets this guy that the Swan was talking to, and the guy is like, we want to make a deal with you to, like, play your music. And Winslow has, like, uh, he calls it a a cantata, I think, or a sonata, Mm -hmm. I forget which one he calls it. Um... Called Faust, he's playing rock music, so it's a little weird. That, but I, I get it. He's supposed to be like this uh, musician, out there musician guy, and he has like a stack of papers as big as a freaking encyclopedia <laughs> that is it, his his cantata sonata, uh, Faust. But the thing is, only he can sing Faust. Uh, he doesn't want anyone else to sing Faust
0: until he meets Phoenix.
1: Until he meets Phoenix, but that's later. Um, he goes, so he gives he gives them his music and. Never hears back. So he goes to, like, the Swan's house. I love how you're calling him the Swan like it isn't his name. Is his name just Swan? Yeah. Okay. He goes to Swan's house, and there's tryouts being held for, for women to sing Faust, his song, and yeah. he's like, I, he must have forgotten to invite me or something, because he's just uh, dense, I guess. Uh- <laughs> he's not the brightest bulb. So he sneaks in and meets swan and swan kicks him out and beats him up and imprisons him Uh, well the police imprison him right he goes to federal prison for some some shit trespassing I don't know they take his teeth
0: out what yeah they knock his fucking teeth out (laughs) the prison prisoners don't
1: aren't allowed to have teeth I guess in in uh, in this prison system
0: but it's okay he escapes by putting himself into a box it's great (laughs)
1: So he hears that the, the Juicy Fruits are going to play Faust at the opening of The Paradise on the right. radio, and this upsets him so
0: much that he
1: jumps out a window into a box or some shit.
0: Or jumps he into rolls- like a conveyor belt and packages him away in a box. Yes, and this gets him out of prison. Yeah, it works. It's very much uh, the way that Annie got out of the orphanage is how uh, Winslow gets out of prison. So it it just works. He gets out of prison and he he runs to uh
1: does he is it Swan's house again or is it is it like a different It's somewhere where they're printing records. It's of,
0: a, I think it's just the Paradise Record Printer.
1: Yeah. Uh and in through the most convoluted ridiculous nonsense ever he gets
0: caught and smashes <laughs> his face into the fucking red record printer. Yeah, he bashes
1: his face into the printer. And half his face gets all uh, all messed up because yeah. Phantom it has. I mean, we gotta come on.
0: get to that deformity somehow.
1: Yeah, and they they only they do the half face deformity thing, but he wears a mask that covers the top part of his face,
0: all of I, it. I am equally baffled, and it's not even the only version of Phantom of the Opera that does that, and I am always confused every time. <laughs> It's
1: like, I mean, I guess half masks are a weird thing to come by, but why even, like, why not just have his whole face be deformed? The other thing
0: that's strange about this adaptation is it also destroys his vocal cords. So he needs to get a vocoder to be able to talk again, which I think adds a lot to this specific version of Phantom of the Opera. Like, gives it a Batman element.
1: Yeah, what I think is really cool about it as well is that it it makes him dependent on Swan to do his singing. Because he goes and he meets with Swan again. Trying to destroy the paradise or whatever, but Swan is like, I need more of your music. Uh let's just let bygones be bygones. Here, sign this contract that In has In blood. In blood. <laughs> and, and I'll and I'll help you sing again. And he and so now he can sing again,
0: but only when he's hooked up to this machine that Swan made. And when he does, it's Paul Williams' voice coming out, not the original actors. <laughs> so literally he he Swan gives him his voice.
1: Um and this is where we kind of move into the second like half of the story because we all that
0: um we didn't even talk about like the casting couch segment where winslow breaks in to like there's so much we
1: can't talk about like everything there's just so fucking much that goes on
0: i know but that one's specifically weird it's like what is he watching us do do each other (sighs) we're
1: not even at like we're still this was all building up to now he is the phantom of the yes, paradise. Yes. Now he is the phantom um, of the
0: paradise because all
1: of this is just backstory to that essentially. And it and goes now that quickly.
0: He... I know it sounds like we took a while. That's like 20 minutes of the movie. It's ridiculous. So much happens. And
1: it's like, it's just boom, 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 boom. It's, it's crazy. And usually um, that's
0: a negative, but for this film, like you appreciate good. the adrenaline,
1: you, you like it. Cause it's just, it it feels like, um, it's like Winslow Leech's no good, very bad day, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> then what happens? Um, then we
1: introduce Beef, don't we? Yeah, Beef gets introduced, who, is Beef, Beef is part of the Juicy Fruits or, or something?
0: The new uh, headliner, basically. Like, basically yeah. what Phoenix was supposed to be, it's now Beef. So Swan, as far as I'm aware, Swan is
1: just a fucking asshole. Yes. Because he literally is like, the Juicy Fruits aren't singing the songs right. Which Winslow literally told him the Juicy Fruits wouldn't sing the songs right. Said that just straight up. And Swan is like, whatever, we're going to have the Juicy Fruits sing the songs. And then they didn't sing the songs right. And now Winslow is like, I want this Phoenix person to sing my songs. And Swan is like, yeah, yeah, that's great. We're going to have this other person sing the songs who can't do it.
0: We're going to find the most ridiculous <laughs> human being on the planet to try to sing <laughs> these songs. Swan is either
1: self-destructive or he literally just exists to piss off Winslow. I, it's <laughs> <insane>. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, in the narrative, yes, he does. But it's hilarious. And the way they reveal Beef, they like pull him out of a casket and then he goes glares into the camera.
1: Beef is incredible. Beef yes. is is just amazing and the fact that the movie is so good before they even introduce beef is really a testament it
0: gives Um, you a new lease on life when beef shows up and it also is such a bummer when the fucking winslow murders him it's still good though like so beef is
1: is carlotta yeah beef is like a i almost want to say like a glam rock singer Um, yeah
0: a pretty face with like a intensity mostly in the performance less than the actual singing yeah
1: kind of a drag sort of vibe definitely yeah that kind of vibe um, and beef beef like gets threatened by Winslow because Winslow is in like a no psycho
0: one... reference Um, yep. like v- with a plunger in his mouth it's great but beef is not like let's be clear beef is not an mean or evil person even he's like I don't no. like fiddling around with a dead man's music it's kind of weird it gives me the willies I don't like this beef wants out yeah the the thing is, Swan kind of has everybody by the balls. Like, if there's anyone not deserving of death, it's Beef, but the Phantom kills him anyway. Because, well, yeah, I mean, it's Phantom of the Opera,
1: the Phantom is never the good guy, really. No. Sympathetic, but never the good guy. What, uh, uh, what has come the closest to him being the good guy? I mean, probably this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. And he
1: still killed Beef. He still kills Beef. But at this point, Winslow's had enough, you know? <laughs> Everyone's fucking with him. And the
0: worst part is he can't even kill himself to be free of it because he's under contract.
1: Yeah, this movie has a thing with contracts. Both Winslow and Swan are under contract. And the contracts are like magic, so they're literally not able to die because it would break the contract.
0: so he's like yeah you you gotta play your music to me forever and then winslow tries to kill swan he's like oh i'm under contract too don't even worry i kind of want you to explain the the very end here well (laughs) then swan breaks his contract like forced like this is where it just gets into big technicalities where swan broke his contract was seen on tv and people saw his real face and therefore, both of them die because they both their stab wounds open up again.
1: Yeah, it's just a it, it contractual technicality ends the movie.
0: Yep, <laughs> which for a critique on the music industry, I think that's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, like this film is just an overall critique of like, man, the music industry sucks, right? Am I right? Yeah, I mean.
1: It takes everything from you, gives your music to people that suck. Uh
0: and people and... will be dancing on your corpse not even aware you even existed, which is like the chaos of the ending. Yeah, so I feel like that that's
1: Phantom of the Paradise, but really it, it's pretty hard to explain this because it's so Yes. It's you like need a, to
0: watch it for yourself.
1: You have to watch it. Um you owe and it really to you're missing out by not watching it because like you have to see his eyes with the black makeup staring back at you through the fucking mask. Like it
0: it's it's really something. And it's nothing about this screams laziness. Nothing about this is lazy. Nothing about it is by the book. It is incredible. And I love Brian De Palma and he can do subtle work. Like Dress to Kill is a, is a very subtle film. Um but this is over the top camp and you know what? I love it. We we don't get enough of shit like this. This is like, it, it's it's one of those
1: B-movies that is really good. Like, it's it's everything good about B-movies, you know?
0: Yeah, except about Jerry Seinfeld.
1: Yeah, everything good about the B-movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Andrew, want to compare our opinions to those of the true critics over on Letterboxd.com? I
1: am excited to hear what they have to say, because, I mean, with a movie like this... <laughs>
0: Alright, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, Jessica Harper, heart emoji. Is that
1: an actress in the movie? Yeah, she know? plays Phoenix. This has to be a trick, because I mean this is an obvious five, so I'm
0: gonna go one star just because. That like, is correct! Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Like beef, I know drug reel from Real Real. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's
1: beef some good one liners. That... Oh, they're because, like, Beef is like a druggie or whatever, and, and he's trying to leave, like, oh, there's a phantom, and they're like, you're just on drugs, and he's like, I know Drug Reel from Real Real.
0: <laughs> and you know what? Good for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beef is great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go five for the Beef quote.
0: That is correct. Winslow, frowny face. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, five stars. That five is stars.
0: correct. I'm, just, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll today. You are, you so, are, you are. Um, Next one. If you watch this, you will grow sideburns and your pants will lengthen. Five. Five stars. That is a one star.
1: Fuck. Fuck.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Still doing Next good. one, next one. We're getting
0: it. We're I getting hate, the next one. I hate when my favorite artist gets too into Coke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one star. There was too many. I've tried five too many times
0: that is is correct (laughs) and the last one beef deserved better true five stars that is a one star but you got two points you did alright that game Andrew okay okay how about we go into a mid show and then we talk about some of these songs
1: hey Andrew do you got any new year's resolutions well I've been trying to bulk up a little bit I think I might be hitting the gym I don't know what about you
0: I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high protein, good calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one.
0: Well, I don't know if there's any facts. Or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the New York. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door.
1: Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them.
0: But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home.
1: You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think.
0: But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew?
1: You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this?
0: Well, you would head to Factormeals.com Musicals50 and use code Musicals50 to get 50% off that code Musicals50 at Factorsmeal.com Musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're gonna be ripped. You're gonna be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're gonna call him B- Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana too.
0: You'll, you'll be in Moana three and four thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to FactorMeals.com, kids, and get your fifty percent off deal. well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions?
1: Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What
0: about you? I just know for a fact, or, there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for SUCCESS in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted dietitian approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one.
0: Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here but it sounds like we got a lot coming up Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners Factors two minute meals are your secret weapon in the New York fuel up with fast restaurant quality meals all delivered where Andrew right to your door
1: Uh, to my door absolutely yep I mean that is where I want them
0: But it's not just like quick and easy solutions, they're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home.
1: You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think.
0: But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew?
1: You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this?
0: Well, you would head to Factormeals.com slash Musicals50 and use code Musicals50 to get 50% off. That code Musicals50 at Factorsmeal.com slash Musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him B- Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana too.
0: You'll, You'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to FactorMeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal.
1: Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. You can check out our Patreon for some extra content. We got commentary tracks. We got a whole extra podcast episodes over there. Just a lot of content to check out. You can also request episodes. You can come to our uh, monthly Patreon meetups. And you get your name on this nice list that I am about to read. Our current patrons are... Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennicks, Justice Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Rafael martinez Salaz, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Chris Marcote, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Lila, RJ Noriga, Charlie B, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy The Most Lopez, Liana Morton, Haley Blazier, Joseph Evans Green, Marilu Choquette, John Vanals, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Hyle Summers, Dinamageddon Reviews Villainous Miss Sophina Ali The Omega Geek Paige Pearson Maddie Wargle Eliza Erdman Anna Loskatova Cheska Vare Sarah Den Blaker Evan Ball Zachary Torres Gathering Party Before Venturing Forth Rora Morasso. Janae C in the Technicolor Dreamcoat Liz Lim Nothing is certain except Beth and Taxes Thespian Mara Furloin Captain Rod Taskick, uh, Lisa L, Nobody, Renee Thomas, What Did Boris Say, Puffy Boy, Summer, and Julia Hardy.
0: They give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here Musicals of Cheese and keeps us making this podcast that we think you like. We think you like it. Um, so come join them. They got some cool shit over there. And we got more shit coming. So here's hoping you'll go. Alrighty, let's get back to the show! <laughs> Alright, let's just talk about all the Juicy Fruit songs to begin with.
2: Little Eddie Mitty, born Juicy City, started singing when he was five. Never knew his father, mother didn't bother to catch his last name.
1: feel like it's just one song
0: they just it's it's the beach boys song isn't it they do goodbye eddie goodbye then they do uh upholstery and then i think they do one more um Oh, somebody super like you. I are we supposed to like these songs? I don't like, know. They, I mean they're catchy. I don't dislike when they're on. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Is
1: like, honestly, I thought that when the first when the Juicy Fruits first came on that this was just gonna be like the song style of the of the show of the not the show of the movie. Right. But when Winslow actually shows up, he's just playing something almost completely different. I I do like them for the most part but it is kind of a generic sort of style you know like it's it's this 50s surf rock kind of thing you know
0: i mean i don't i like the beach boys <laughs> like i yeah that's that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> um like do you really not like doing it be nice if we were older like i love that sound why haven't we done a? okay real talk why haven't there been a beach boys uh jukebox musical I feel like a lot of their songs really suits a narrative and maybe that's just a me thing. I feel like
1: it would work. Like, I mean, wasn't Ain't Too Proud like pretty popular? Uh, Isn't that like The Temptation? Yeah, The Temptation. Like, I feel like that's not like the same genre, but it's like a similar style. Like, you could do something like that with the Beach Boys.
0: I don't know, like, God Only Knows What I Do Without You feels like a romance ballad to begin with. Now, I'm not, like, a proponent of
1: jukebox musicals, but they clearly have an audience, so if we're gonna keep doing them, like, do a, a band one. that
0: I like, please. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I know you can't do other bands that I like for reasons that I don't like many other bands, but... Let's talk about Faust.
2: And as I live my role, I swore sell my soul for one would we'll stand by me stand by. And give me back the gift of laughter Yeah, one love we would stand by me stand by. And after making love We dream of a bit of style We dream, we'll dream of a bunch of friends Dream each other's smiles, dream
0: it never ends.
1: Let's talk I, about Faust. I
0: love this song. It does come up a lot in the preceding like story. He
1: has a big stack of papers, right? Yeah. Big stack of papers. Yeah. You would think that he has a bit more music for this song, but he does just kind of have
0: this one song. The one song <laughs> he went to the Andrew Lloyd Webber School of Songwriting. <laughs> I wrote one song. That's a score, right?
1: <laughs> Why is your one song like this fucking thick? Well, uh, I did it four or five times. <laughs>
0: You know, it's a different uh, motif. That's what we're calling it—a lay motif. The, the
1: uh, Winslow does get another song later, though, doesn't he?
0: Um, I think so. The Beauty and the Beast uh, Phantom song.
1: It's the one that he sings when they're like reconstructing his voice or something, or no, after they reconstruct. No, he's his voice. singing
0: Faust again when they do. When they do that,
1: it's after he reconstructs his voice, then, right? Yeah, it's, he he goes to compose something new, and they they do that. Right.
0: That that makes sense. Yes. Um, I. I really like Faust. Faust, like, every, I know we hear it a lot, but every time I hear it, I'm like, ah, fuck, here we go again. It's that good feeling <laughs> when you hear a is like, ah, I get, to, I get to hear that song I like again.
1: I gotta say, I think the first time they do, it's the best one, though.
0: I agree. It's just simple piano, but it gets more experimental and bigger every time, which, for a narrative, I appreciate.
1: You know, is it sad that we never actually get a version of, of Phoenix performing Faust?
0: It is, but I think... I like the songs that phoenix do perform like um uh, i really like special to me
2: caught up in your wheel and dealing you've got no time left for simple feeling i thought i
0: jessica harper's voice um maybe this halloween we'll talk about shock treatment the rocky horror picture show sequel that she starred and played janet in is that
1: good i hear that that's i've heard i think i've heard that that's not good
0: (laughs) okay so here's my opinion i don't like it i sincerely believe you might okay is it like
1: camp like it's very much camp i i am a fan of camp usually it, that being said, there there has been campy movies that I've I've not liked, but
0: I think it's closer to this, strangely in tone and vibe, than it is to Rocky Horror.
1: Okay, I mean I'd be down to at least check it out.
0: Like it's still got the same kind of catchy tunes as Rocky Horror, just more of a a weird, unpleasant vibe. Yeah, I it, maybe this Halloween because it's more. How would I put it? It's more a critique on television so everyone lives in a tv studio which it's what uh catch me if you can want it to be yeah yeah it's creative it definitely <laughs> i think it's a lot like this where it's very creative um i like um all phoenix's song but special to me is like jessica harper's voice is very very specific and very very good i like that better than old souls our love is an old love
2: baby then all our years I have seen in
0: strange young eyes tears. Um, She has this very low register Where if you have the right song It sounds beautiful But if you have the wrong song You kind of get bored And Old Souls feels like the wrong song I can, I can kind of see that However, live at last Salutations from the other side
2: I can see that you're the devil's pride Do you realize at all oh, you don't have some hope Or you hate that that's part of you I'm your nightmares coming true I am your crime. Life at last Sit and listen while the fun begins Hearts are broken and the bad guys win
0: Salutation from the other side. Yeah, this song fucking kicks ass. Yes, it does. I am so <laughs> happy. Um, so I have this song rotating through, or this album rotating through my iTunes shuffle a lot. Um, and every time this comes in, I get, my heart rate gets pumped, and I'm excited. Uh, this drive's suddenly going to be a little bit better it's it's honestly it's great that he dies too he you can't top that. There's nothing he can do after that that can top what is happening?
1: He does the song, and he he dies in the most weird way. he gets like electrocuted on stage or something yeah shit, by like, like an song.
0: electric sign. It's so fucking weird, but you know what? like it's great. it works. It is a punk rock moment in the most blatant description of a punk rock moment. Dying on stage, that's fucking punk rock.
1: Kind of reminds me of a Meatloaf song. You mean a
0: Jim Steinman song? No, like Meatloaf's song in a uh, Oh, in Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Patootie. Bless my soul. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come in and sing this great song, then get pickaxed to death. <laughs> Just get killed immediately. <laughs> 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 Beef at least left more of an impression on this movie than Meatloaf did on Rocky Horror.
1: that's cuz Meatloaf in Rocky Horror is literally that song. That's it. There's nothing else.
0: He on un- brought our uh in the West End played both Eddie and Dr. Scott. So
1: yeah, which they probably should have let him do in the movie, but whatever. I I get why they do And you know what? Maybe it's a good thing they didn't because then, you know, there would be a lot of Meatloaf and I'm not the biggest Meatloaf fan anymore. i've grown out of it a little bit Uh,
0: why 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 did that happen
1: i wonder i don't know just weird interactions with him i think
0: (gasps) i um someone asked about like hey what do you think of meatloaf on the set i was like i got a weird meatloaf story for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) why did someone ask about meatloaf
0: (laughs) i think they were just talking about like because they were i won't say on the older side but like a different generation than me Uh, More of meatloaf's generation and they're like, oh, yeah, I just love all meatloaf's music and I was like I I have a fun meatloaf story if you want to hear it. Did they want to hear it? I did and I told him they're like that is so wild. Yeah Meatloaf, I think he was he was losing
1: his mental a little bit Yeah, going into those and and it's sad that he's that he's gone. You know
0: it is Yeah, it is. It's sad that him and Jim Steinman are gone. One day we'll cover Bad Out of Hell. I feel like that's something worthy of covering now. Uh, For years, I I was like, man, it's not really worth it. But now that we kind of have become so entangled with Meatloaf in our lives. We have the Meatloaf backstory now. Yeah, we have that connection as one of the wildest things that has ever happened to us on a weekend.
1: And also now that Meatloaf and Jim Steinman are both gone. From the world, you know.
0: Neither of them can attack us on Facebook.
1: I don't think Jim Steinman would ever attack us on Facebook, though. He, he seemed like a good guy.
0: Yeah, Jim steinman is fine man. From everyone that I know who has worked with him, including Meatloaf. Hey, even Meatloaf is like Jim Steinman is one of the greatest people alive. Oh man, this is really this is just a wild movie. I I, I the it's very difficult to talk about because it's just good. Well, it's I
1: I feel like we've given it like a glowing treatment here and.
0: It's not for everyone. Let's put that disclaimer on there. Like I don't think your your dad's going to like it.
1: I don't want to know you if it's not for you though. Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's one of those movies where it's like if it isn't for you, are we we're not going to be friends, I don't think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else is in that category for you? It doesn't even have to be musicals or cheese related.
1: I I think a lot of like kind of campy uh, movies are like that like i I all of my friends i like to have over and like watch like kind of uh schlocky horror movies and schlocky just just movies in general and it's like i, I don't think i would be friends with somebody who doesn't enjoy this type of
0: thing do you think you'd show phantom of the paradise with your friends like coming over to watch
1: this is a t- this is a movie that i think they would enjoy watching okay uh and like my i think my friend group would like because the thing is, this isn't like a music theater thing. This is a rock rock campy, like midnight screening kind of culture. I think that I think that it's it's unique in that way. well. It's in in a small amount of company that like there's only a couple other movies that are really like this.
0: I agree and I like it. I will watch this movie anytime. The soundtrack specifically is wonderful. I,
1: I also think that this movie is good enough that it sort of transcends being just a cult movie. Yeah, I think if you enjoy cult movies, you will really like this. But I think even if you're not a cult movie fan, if you just like musicals or you like Phantom of the Opera, like there's something to get out of this.
0: But speaking of Phantom of the Opera, I think it's time because as we do these, we are going to rank them as far as how Andrew feels about the Phantom of the Opera adaptations we've talked about and covered on this show. So, Andrew, do you have your tier list ready? Spoilers next week we're covering *Fan of the Mall and Andrew's gonna like rank it here just because I'm gonna week. rank it here because why the fuck not yeah yeah spoilers kids it's the we're not a real show we're fucking pretend um let's start with Andrew Lloyd Webber's *Fan of the Opera musical
1: all right do I meme or do I do I do it serious
0: uh that's up to you man If we're doing it
1: serious, it probably has to go in A or B. Like, but if we're memeing, probably C or D, because I just it's like it's like this overhyped kind of thing, you know? It's like you don't want to give it a good rating, but (laughs) But like comparing it to the other Phantom stuff that I've watched. Which is how we do this. It's probably A. Like there's not that much that's that like that amazing. All
0: You know? (laughs) Um I wanna put it in B. All right. Because I, I'm just not the biggest fan of it. Then we have um, the film version the, of the Angel Lloyd Webber thing. Because I consider those two very different things. Two different people.
1: I barely even remember that, but I feel like I didn't like it that much. We did do like... a
0: commentary on it. It is on Patreon. I'm
1: going to put it in C. It, it maybe deserves D. I don't remember, but I with without having seen it recently, I, I don't think I can fairly rate it like that.
0: Okay, next up we have the American musical version of, uh, Phantom. Phantom, the American Spectacular... <laughs>
1: Is this the other composers?
0: Yes. The one that technically got the rights and were the only ones approved by the, with the original approval by the authors.
1: I think I actually really liked this one.
0: I did too. I like it better than Android Weber's.
1: I'm going to put this in, I'm going to put this one in A. Now I'm glad I didn't put Weber's in A because I think this one is more deserving. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we have the horror one starring Robert England.
1: You know, it probably doesn't deserve it, but I'm gonna put it in B tier as well.
0: I love that movie. I think that movie's great. It's got a great score.
1: It has a really banger song that I'm probably gonna use as a as a theme, a recurring theme for this month because I just really like it. And we're Um, not. And I'm not gonna have another chance to put it anywhere because uh, we're not gonna cover it. Yeah, we covered that one on
0: Patreon as well. Good episode. Like, I love that movie. Then, Phantom of the Mall.
1: Uh, Phantom of the Ball is C, <laughs> but it's like a good C, whereas, whereas Phantom of the Opera, the movie, is like a bad C.
0: Then we have Phantom of the Paradise.
1: Phantom of the Paradise is another A. I actually really enjoyed this. I, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. It was just a really fun movie to watch. Uh,
0: Of course, we got to include Love Never Dies in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, we, we were saving the D tier for something. Love Never Dies, D tier. I fuck, fuck Love Never Dies. I don't get the apologists.
0: I am slightly an apologist. I don't hate it. I
1: I genuinely did not like it at all. Uh,
0: Oh, 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 another one. Goosebumps the musical The Phantom of the Auditorium.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I think that that can that can make it into B tier as well. Uh, People say I, I, we don't
0: do enough fandom shit, and look at all the Phantom shit we've done.
1: We've covered like a fuck ton of Phantom shit. Like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about.
0: <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you don't do any of these things. You don't. You never cover popular things. You just do these weird obscure shit. And I'm like, I don't think that's true.
1: Yeah, Phantom of the Auditorium was actually was actually decent. I I thought that that was fun. I may be rating it a little high, but like. With what they were doing and what they were going for, I think it works really well. It
0: succeeded uh, very much.
1: Yeah, like I don't think it puts it in A, but I still think I still think that was a, a worthwhile listen.
0: I agree. And as far as I know, that is all we've done. So we've got a lot of a phantom month of in May and April to go. Um anyone that you're particularly excited for. Uh, what else do we have coming up? I know we've got Dario Argento's Phantom of the Opera, which is historically like, very bad. Like, most people... I'm looking
1: cannot. forward to that one. I, I, I want to see how bad this could possibly be.
0: Like, have you... do? You, are you aware of Dario Argento's other work? Have you seen Suspiria? Uh, I haven't seen Suspiria. Suspiria fucks. This movie's terrible. <laughs> Part of me is wondering. So, he kind of made two Phantom of the Opera movies. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was wondering if I should just mix them into one episode, because he made a film called Opera, but a masked man in an opera that kills people and is hmm. obsessed with a woman. And then he that makes up familiar, <laughs> but then he makes a proper Phantom of the Opera movie. Um, like, uh, seven or eight years later. Um, that is called the Phantom of the Opera where he is, a. it's, there's a character named Christine and a guy that is the Phantom, but he does not wear a mask. He's not disfigured They're Like, and he fucks rats. Good. I love fucking rats. But it's, you hear me say it. Um, there will be 900 trigger warnings at the start of that episode. Like there's several nude scenes with the lead actress and also the lead actress is the director's daughter.
1: Oh, you know what, Jess, there's one more phantom thing that I've watched that we could, uh, what are you going to put in? Uh, that, Old, old Phantom of the Opera. Oh
0: yeah, the 1925 one. I was actually thinking about covering that on this, but I we've forgot never covered it on our show.
1: It. But I have actually seen it, so I think I, I can rank it. I
0: think you and I did watch that together.
1: We did. I... uh What is this Phantom of the Opera? Who, who stars in that? Is that uh, the, Lon um, Chaney? Lon Chaney, yeah.
0: But yeah, so your ranking is number one, Phantom of the American Musical, then Phantom of the Paradise, then Andrew Lloyd Webber, then Robert Englund, and Phantom of the Auditorium, Phantom of the Opera Lon Chaney, Phantom of the Opera Movie, then Phantom of the Mall, then Love Never Dies. Yeah. I am very curious as to where the others will rank as the month goes on. On that note, what is your overall thoughts on Phantom of the Paradise and your cheese rating? Phantom of the Paradise slapped. It
1: was sick. I really <laughs> liked it. You know what, though? I'm going to not give a shit. And not give a fuck. And I'm going to give it Gouda cheese. Not even because it's a Gouda. But just because I actually really like that cheese. And that's what I want to give it.
0: Fair enough. Um, you are allowed to have whatever you want. I, I don't control you. Um, I love this movie. Um, and the only cheese rating I can give it is Mild Cheddar. From the specific Robinson Ranch Swan Brothers dairy cheese because swan on that note you know who else definitely likes swan brothers cheese uh, don't even worry about it because it's our wonderful patrons thank you guys for listening <laughs> please follow us on itunes spotify stitcher and musicals for cheese leave us a review there's been a minute since we've gotten a new review um we'll read it on the podcast if you write us um, one we're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals, Patreon Musicals of Cheese, Instagram Musicals of Cheese, YouTube page Musicals of Cheese, Patreon podcast, Patreon with Cheese, email us at musicaltheatrelives at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. Andrew, why don't you try to give Juliet some ASMR?
1: You just, you just talk really quiet? Is, that, is this gotta, ASMR? Gotta whisper.
0: I'm not really that good. Oh, now I'm rock hard. Um, our theme songs were created by <laughs> Robin Asher IOU Music UK. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform, for not kicking us off, for swan stealing my music and framed me. All right, Andrew, anything else you have left to say? Go watch Phantom of the Paradise. It was sick. It was sick. Um, and there's not any other movie like it. And I mean that in a good well. way. Hey, we'll see you next time, kids. <laughs> I was not myself last night and I couldn't set things right with apologies or flowers. Out of a place of a crying clown who could only frown. And the play went on for hours. And I lived my role. I swore I'd sell my soul for one love who would stand by me. And give me back the gift of laughter. One love who would stand by me. And after making love we dream a bit of style.
2: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stelfland. This is Sarah
1: Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.